Welcome to Rise Up Radar. I'm your host, Stanley Parker, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Today, we got an episode for you. Last episode, we did top five reasons to be excited about the 2020 Atlanta Falcons season. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about the five reasons that make me the most nervous about this 2020 season. And when I wrote this episode a couple weeks back, my list was um, the same. It just was in a different order. But now in the current state that we're in, that uh, things have been rearranged. So number one is definitely COVID-19. I mean, there's a, there's a good, ch- I don't say good chance. There is a chance that the 2020 NFL season doesn't even happen. So, um, I figure it's going like that MLS started recently. Um, I think I saw today that a game had canceled today. Um, and then baseball is scheduled to start up really soon. But there's also been, like for the Braves, um, Freddie Freeman and three other people have um, contracted, tested positive for COVID-19. And then Nick Marquez is, Nick Marquez said he's out. Um, King Felix said he's out. So, I mean, that's five players right there. I mean, so, and baseball's going into the bubble. And if they, um, this bubble thing could really backfire and, like, they could just shut the whole thing down. Because what if an entire team gets it? 60 games. So, like, in the 60, yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to the NFL. So, if the NFL sees all that happening, and sees the MLS get canceled, sees the MLB get canceled. Are they irresponsible enough to say, you know what, we're just going to go for it because we're the NFL, because they have the least amount of socially distant sport that you can have, or or is it going to just say like we see them getting canceled, or just going to hang them up, or it's not worth it. So uh, that's my that's probably that's number one of things that make me nervous. Um, so they've released some dates. It's like August fourteenth is the the first preseason game against the Dolphins. The Falcons are playing the Dolphins, and they've yet to release. I mean, they've we're a couple weeks away from training camp, and nobody's you know there's not a lot of new information out there. So uh, that's number that's number one of things that make me nervous. Uh, number two that make me nervous. This is more like nuts and bolts now of getting into the. The Falcons season. We're just gonna pretend, like where I'm sitting right now. We're just gonna pretend that it's gonna happen, and so we're just gonna keep it rolling. I'm not gonna put the COVID cloud over everything. So we're just gonna just keep it moving. Um, number two is Dirt Cutter makes me doggone nervous, man. Dirt Cutter um, historically has had good offenses, but they've never been like flashy. And uh, the it makes me nervous that how he uses uses the run game. Um, so last year, um, they were actually number uh, the Falcons were number three in passing overall and overall offense, and then uh, number they're middle of the pack 
for uh, points per game, which is number third, which is number thirteen. They had twenty three points per game, and then but here's the part that makes you nervous. So top, you know, top five in passing yards per game, top, you know, middle of the pack for points per game. Um, this is all twenty nineteen season, and then last year number thirty. Just let that sink in. Number thirty, only two other worse teams in the run game than the Falcons. Eighty-five. They averaged eighty-five yards a game. That is absolutely pitiful. And then, um, so that makes me nervous. Now, hopefully, that gets reconciled, and I'm sure people who have a full-time job of looking at film and seeing that, hey, this run game is not that good. We should fix it. Now, I understand that that's somebody's gig, and but like from where I sit. And just, I just hope that there is improvement. That's another, like, I get nervous about the Falcons franchise just overarching, not so much with uh, Arthur Blank in recent years, but like overall, the Falcons have sometimes, in my opinion, have rested on their laurels and not tried to improve, like, go all out to turn over the roster or improve or make the go for it decision like the the all-in decision on a free agent or something. So that's kind of just stuck in the back of my head. That's like a paradigm that I'm like inside of like my head with the Falcons. And so, um, and I feel like, well, I'm nervous that the way Dirk Cutter treats the offense is what it is. He's He's been in the league now for a while and it, you get what you get. So, I'm not sure Dirk Cutter's the answer to lead him to the promised land, deep into the playoffs, to host a trophy. But um, I'm hoping that this year he's going to get creative and use the use the talented backfield that we'd have. All right, so uh, that's number two episode or number two um, reason to be nervous that I'm nervous. And number three is uh, the pass rush. The pass rush. This could have been number one, like, um, because this pass rush, like I was saying earlier, it's like the Falcons are like, like overall in general are okay with being okay. So like they'll fix the pass rush a little bit and patch it up a little bit. That's what happens with their offensive line. They'll go out and spend money on free agents that are free agents for a reason. Either they want too much money or, you know, they're on the backside of their career. Um, but this this right here, the pass rush, they've thrown some money at it. They've added Dante Fowler. Fowler excuse me. <clears throat> they've got tack on a show. They got a tack on a prove-it year because they didn't pick up his fifth, fifth option. They just picked up Marlon Davidson. He's kind of a... A bigger end slash defensive tackle. Still got Grady. You got the guy from uh, New Orleans. His last name is Davison as well. So we got the line. John Kaminsky. Um, uh, John Kaminsky. I really look has got some. Still have some upside because he played like really small ball football like in his uh, college career, and he made a jump to the NFL. Got kind of hurt, but I think he could contribute this year. If he could, you know, get healthy and stuff like that. And then they've added um, Charles Harris from Missouri. Not from Missouri, but they added him. Um, they traded for him. Um, and so now 
with um and then also too they lost some obviously they lost it might not might big yikes Vic Beasley uh, which they didn't lose much but I think Dante Fowler could step in and give you more production than Mike Vic but you know um, so anyway that whole situation makes me nervous that there is upside there there is this uh, uh, Charles Harris that could be good I mean he had some deplorable stats for his for his actual career, let's look at this. I'm not usually a stat guy. I don't bring them to the air. I do like to read stats, but I don't think many people out there listening likes to me just to ramble off numbers. But these numbers are something you need to listen to. So, this is this stats are over four years. Okay, four four years. Sixty one tackles in four years. Three and a half sacks. That's not an average. That's like total, and, and uh. And 41 games. 61 tackles, three and a half sacks in 41 games over four years. So, the talent is there. We saw it in Missouri. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't translated to the NFL. He's kind of he's a grown-up now. He's been in the league four years. And so, hopefully, Dan Quinn can get his hands on him. Raheem Morris, uh, Ulbrich can talk to him. And so, I'm hoping that, you know, he blossoms into, you know, a contributor. So, and they didn't lose anything for him. So, I mean, or they didn't give up anything for him. So, um, and then the cap space makes me nervous. Okay, so we got the defensive. This is kind of, I kind of lumped this into the defensive end or uh, pass rush category. But, so, this is number, th- uh, number three is um, a pass rush. But also, too, inside of that, is the cap space. I think they've got around $11 million to spend in cap space and as as the season is going or um, if the season happens. But I think they should pick up a veteran pass rusher to help the guys and to contribute more because their pass rush, point blank, is incomplete right now. In my opinion, it's not complete. They need another piece. Heck, I've read some stuff where Clay Matthews would be a good option. I mean, he's a vet and he's done it before and he's he could give you some boost. Just something. We need that guy um his last name is Griffin from the Vikings. He um he would be a um he would be a good addition, but I think he would be too expensive. Obviously, Jadavian Clowney's a no go. He wants lots of money. The Falcons don't have and then uh, Cameron Wake's out there. So that's just a couple names that could, you know, there's three names right there that they could spend their $11 million on if they were willing to take it. So moving on from that, number uh, number three was pass rush. Number four is health. Health obviously is um, has destroyed the Falcons' seasons in the past years. You can't blame everything on health because it's football. People aren't going to be unhealthy and people are going to get hurt. But... Um, it really derailed some of their seasons, their current season. And this is not even talking about COVID-19. I wrote this, you know, this, uh, I figure we were on the other side of this thing, but no. So, so health includes COVID-19. We get to the bubble because they, they're not doing the bubble with the NFL. They're just, you know, no fans and that kind of thing. So, and also to, you, know, you got the main guys that offense and defense that seem to always be hurt or always, you know, they have all these expectations for them. They just get hurt. They're big contributor factors. Keanu Neal, 
uh, here recently. Ricardo Allen, Debo's been hurt. Um, so it's just um, Jamon Brown, they've been hurt. Um, Carpenter's been hurt. Uh, like McGarity's been hurt. Lindstrom's been hurt. I just named, you know, four of your f- four of your five offensive linemen. Wait, one. Yeah, four of four offensive linemen that have continually got hurt over the last couple of years, and that's not good. And then um, the last, obviously, the big name I hadn't even mentioned in the podcast yet. I didn't even mention him during the uh, offensive uh, dirt cutters. Makes me nervous. But Todd Gurley, man, if Todd Gurley's knee is is okay, that's I'm asking for okay right now. I'm in a pretty weird place with this COVID nineteen's going on, but um, if his if his knee is okay, um, that's a win. But that sure does make me nervous. How many preseason games he's going to have? You know, how many games is he going to come out early? They're going to keep him on a pitch count. They're going to keep try to keep him healthy. It's a long season, so the health is number four. Like. If they can, everybody can be COVID free and everybody pray for everybody's family, like just literally, like the most important thing is people not contracting this virus and like dying. Like you want to stay healthy, and if it, you know, if it gets too crazy out there, um, you know, the the main thing is everybody's safety. You don't want it to spread this thing. Um, everybody wear your mask in public, that kind of thing. So, but like beyond COVID nineteen, just everybody staying healthy. The main key contributors not getting hurt is what makes me nervous about uh, the 2020 season. And the last but not least, we kind of touched on a little bit, too, um, about the offensive linemen. But the offensive line, if they could figure out, let's see, left guard, Matthews, uh, left tackle, blank, the left guard, center is Alex Mack, uh, right guard is uh, Lindstrom and right tackle right now is McGarity. I've read some stuff. People aren't sold on him, but he's a rookie and he's young. He's learning. I, he's tough. He's nasty. He's, he's a massive human. Let him, you know, it's his job to lose. But left guard has been a black hole for them for several years now. I mean, we've had everybody, I mean, we've had just a turnstile in there, metaphorically and physically, of just bad left tackles. Um, so hopefully that solves that. Maybe the kid from Temple could step in and be uh, Matt Hennessy could step in and be um, left tackle until Alex Mack retires. Maybe Gono's ready. He's on the depth chart. Is being ready. Uh, he's he's a young player, but they've been developing him. They like him, uh, Matt Gono. And then obviously you've got two guys that they play, paid like starters. I mean they got three year deals. I think both of them that Jamon. Uh, Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, they both, um, they're kind of older players, vets, but um, they've been hurt a little bit. Um, but they, they've they been paid to be, you know, one be a swing tackle and one be left at, left guard. And it hadn't really worked out that way. So um, they that, that really makes me nervous, that left side. And just as long as, so if they figure something out and they find lightning in a bottle... And they, they think that, you know, who knows? Gono might just come in and be the heir apparent and just take everything. He just might show up be the left best left guard ever, which is good. They just need to pick somebody. And, like, a lot of, like, 
obviously defensive ends are like see ball, get ball. You're playing, you're playing with each other. You know tendencies on the defensive end, like who's going to wear and plays are being called. But like in the offensive line scheme, you got to know where your boy is and like who to pass off to and when. So like there's a lot of communication that happens which will up front with the big hogs up front. So they need to know to pass off. That all I'm saying there is once they pick that left guard, they got to ride with him. They got to get some experience. They got to get some meshing. They got to get chemistry. So that unit can move move the line, make holes for Todd Gurley. So if Todd Gurley's having a good season, offensive line's having a good season, a.k.a. I guarantee you Matt Ryan's having a good season, and so they're winning games by the offense, not by the last score, having to make a last stand. All those games last year make me sweat so much about, you know, Deion Jones making an interception or just, okay, it's three seconds left. Or, you know, we got to make a defensive stand. The Falcons haven't been a defensive team in a while. Even even the year they went to the Super Bowl, they had good defense. But they've always been an offensive-minded team. So if they can get this offensive line established and ready to rock and roll, that's going to help them tremendously in the 2020 season. Um so yeah, so the so my top five things to be that I am nervous about is COVID nineteen running rampant through this country, and for taking away our football, which is a crazy way to talk about it. But we want everybody to be healthy. We want you to wear your mask in public, please, y'all. Wipe everything down. Hand sanitizer. Wear your mask. Do it. And uh, offensive coordinator being bland. Dirt cutter. I'm looking at you. Number three is pass rush being incomplete. Number four is health. COVID-19 and otherwise. And then number five was offensive line uh, cohesion and growth. So just being able to patch it all together and grow together as a unit. Uh, Thank you for joining me on this uh, wild ride that we're in right now in 2020. Um, This is Rise Up Radar. Keep the Falcons on your radar and uh, stay tuned for our our next episode. Um, Rise up. Thank you.